This is the last coffee house. I am sorry <laughs> to subject you guys to this, but I watched another video, I made another comment, and there wasn't sufficient engagement with my comment, so therefore, I am going to discuss the content of that particular video because it frustrates me. There's a particular YouTuber, I can't remember the name now, but he's, uh, I think he's Scottish. He's got red hair. <laughs> So if, if you know of any Scots with red hair that do things on YouTube who are conservatives, then this might be the one. But he made a video most recently about his conversion, his reconversion to Christianity after apparently having been an atheist. So he went Christianity to atheism back to Christianity. Whenever I see these sorts of things, I'm always immensely interested in what the actual event, the thing that converted them, what was so substantially irrefutable that it would force somebody to accept tens of millions of propositions all in one go. So I, I had to watch it and try to determine what the moment was. I only got through about half the video on the first go. I was just getting really frustrated because it's never something that's novel or unique or particularly well thought out or meaningful. It's never specific, of course. It's, it's usually some vague thing that led to X feeling and therefore now a Christian. And at least the major things that he brought up in the beginning, first half of the video were Number one is ought, Hume's distinction between is and ought, and the whole non-overlapping magisteria idea that came from Stephen Jay Gould. And then he went on to talk about how Western society desperately needs religion for the benefits that it provides. Okay, so number one, and this could get into some arcane philosophy and things that we won't have time for to make sure that we're defining properly, but in the video he doesn't even... <laughs> make an effort to really define uh, much of anything. So we can we can do the same, use the same threshold of argument. Most people should be familiar with Hume's observation, some might say argument, but mostly observation that just because you have an is, you can't bridge the gap from is to ought. So you know what is doesn't mean that you know what ought to be or ought to happen or what you ought to do. That is a, a gigantic leap and that's one that you can't even necessarily make or might not even necessarily be meaningful, <laughs> which would be my position so of course things are out there they just are but the big question is what should you do what's the what's the thing that gives meaning what's the thing that is the correct thing to do when given an option between two paths and so Hume is saying that you can't get to that ought question you can't jump that chasm just by knowing what actually is the case what's actually out there now the author of this video says that based on this idea because there's a distinction between is and ought that you can make a distinction between science and religion and of course I love that it's so blindly binary that it's so clean that you could just do that not only that but religions on one side science is on the other side and religion has this perfected domain where science has its perfected domain and that's just the way it all works uh, of course uh, religions make all sorts of scientific claims all over the place about the nature of reality and they make incredibly stupid ones at that so you can go ahead and carve those out but this particular person when he's describing what the difference between is not and saying that that's the same dichotomy between science and religion is saying that okay science gets to deal with trying to figure out the world and explain it religion deals with values and what we should have for values because science can't tell us anything about that of course Sam Harris would beg to differ but I disagree with him too so on the other side to figure out values it's just religion and there are so many angles to go at here but number one ought in an objective sense is a mirage it's not a reality
real thing. It's only a meaningful concept when you arbitrarily carve out some value that you say is important to you. So if I have value of, I want to increase my happiness, then there's an ought for me to do. If I haven't chosen that value or any other value, then there is no ought for me to pursue. And there's no objective reason all the way down to decide which value I should stop on. If you're trying to determine, okay, between two values, what is more important? Which value is more important? Because if you want to talk about, okay, you know, tradition versus progress, and we're talking about these two values, two values that could have some kind of a, an impact on something that you have to refer to another value, and that could be well-being, but even to say that well-being is the important thing, you have to refer to another value, that people just, well-being is important because we're sentient and, and experience things like pleasure and pain. And to say that's important, you have to go to another value to say that, oh, the things that seem to be natural are the positive things and things that are unnatural are, are not positive. And you have to go back even further. You, it goes on forever. There is no stopping at the end of the value chain and saying, well, this is the ultimate value and now I can move on from here. Philosophically, you need other reference for any value to be meaningful, to be able to choose an ought to get to a value and be able to champion one value over another value. You have to have reference to something else. And that that's the whole point is that you go all the way down. So when it comes to morality in general, there is no objective reason to pick one morality over another unless you arbitrarily choose an ought, unless you arbitrarily choose a value. And then to justify that value, you have to pick another value and pick another value and pick another value. That's what you have to do. There's no actual metaphysically important and unassailable philosophical reason to be able to choose one value over another value. And I mean, in the particular case of religion, it's it's so obviously nonsense. It's, it's just, well, I read in a book which the book I believe was to have been authored by Invisible Superperson. Invisible Superperson, I believe, is supposed to have all the knowledge in the universe. And since Invisible Superperson has all the knowledge in the universe, then therefore what they say is the correct thing to be doing. And therefore the standard is whoever has all the knowledge in the universe is the one who determines what one ought to do versus ought not do. And then uh, just like any preschooler, you can keep going down that line. Why? 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 There's no objectively established way to stop that chain without reference to something else to say that, oh, well, this, well, this value, well, that value. There's no way to do that. So when it comes to religion, obviously, it's just you're accepting the ideology that X thing, whatever it might be, gets to have the trump card when it comes to whatever your value should be. And of course, it all bleeds over into different values because when, like, say, God says that it's better to have a two-parent household, if God says that you ought to have a two-parent household, then there it's likely because there's going to be some kind of a, a benefit that accrues to you. You know, whatever it is when it comes to prohibitions on murder and stealing, I mean, obviously those things are going to have realized benefits if you do those things. So the real standard it has nothing to do with whatever your particular invisible super person happened to decree on whatever day. It has to do with the utilitarian value of whether it's going to cause harm or not. So they overlap and they bleed into each other because it actually has nothing to do with an invisible super person. It has everything to do with a tradition that happened to work and people rationalizing about what that tradition should be. But the annoying thing is that this is supposed to be the conversion story. That this idea, this semantic distinction between is and ought and deciding that there's some kind of a moral trump card when it comes to picking values for my particular invisible super person who 
luckily gets to trump all the other invisible super people, no matter what their ideology say. <laughs> That's the conversion story. That's sufficient to square all the circles related to every proposition being levied, levied by Christianity. And of course, he doesn't go into and doesn't try to defend the unreliability of the New Testament, the gospel stories, the ridiculous miracle stories, uh, ridiculous other things like donkeys talking. I mean, all of those sorts of things. He doesn't go into squaring those circles, but it's just this one semantic little turn that says that, oh, look, they're non-overlapping magisteria. They're separate. One is about is, the other's about ought. So therefore, I'm going to be a Christian and download all these millions of propositions that are completely unsupported. That's insanity. But beyond that, the, the whole next step when he shifts over to it's useful, it doesn't matter whether it was useful or not when it came to the truth claim of whether Christianity is correct about the nature of the universe. So useful or not, whether you should accept the truth of a proposition should depend on whether it's true, not whether it's useful. And there are good reasons, any kind of a benefit that can accrue from broken watch ideological, we figured out that murder is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Any kind of a benefit that can accrue for from the happen-to-be-good parts of an ideology, you can demonstrate logically. You can demonstrate those with evidence. You, you can demonstrate that, like, a two-parent household has a better track record for raising children and has better economic prospects than a single-parent household. You can demonstrate those things using arguments and evidence. You don't need to say that, well, my deity happens to believe this. Therefore, we have to download this onto Western civilization. I just, I can't stand the dissonance that you can try to be and this person claims to be and tries to be objective and reasonable and make legitimate arguments when it comes to fighting progressivism or this weird strain of liberalism that we have going on right now but then shifts over to the whole religion question and suddenly it's just shut it down pick one little piece of whatever like the semantic difference between is and ought and say that that's sufficient to believe in the hundreds of millions of propositions that come with Christianity. Why not just say, oh, I think it's better when we have two-parent households and that the sexes are complementary instead of just completely separate and have no complementarity. Why not just say that? Why not leave Christianity out of it altogether and claims about invisible super people in magical celestial theme parks? Why not just get rid of all that stuff? It's, oh, I can't 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 stand it because there is serious progress to be made in the way that we talk about true and untrue propositions and figuring out what the actual answers to complex problems are and lying to ourselves about it isn't the way to go about doing that i know there are some very very stupid people and that we have to deal with that and it doesn't matter how much or how well you try to educate them about what reality is they're not going to be able to do that i get that some people just can't stomach that sort of a thing so i understand that but people who are capable we should not be using sophistry to defend things that are indefensible we shouldn't be accepting evidentiary standards like the ones that are used to support things like christianity that's not acceptable and i hate to use like present year arguments <laughs> it's present year how can we still be doing this but seriously can we please move on into some kind of an elevated method of trying to determine what's correct or not stop just falling back on things because they make you feel better or because you're signaling to some family member that no it's okay we can keep pretending so that you feel better about life god we really need to move on anyway 
that was the last coffee house. I just wanted to rant about this video because I can't say this reconversion stuff. It should be like with anything, the belief in propositions should scale with the evidence, with how well supported it is. And the more ridiculous the claim, the more extraordinary the evidence should be. Just like extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and that no, you shouldn't accept any proposition that's miraculous unless it would be more miraculous for the evidence that supports it to be wrong. And we're, there's nowhere near that. Are you kidding me? For something like Christianity, it's all vague, just assertions about, oh, well, things are kind of like this that I barely understand. Therefore, invisible super person. I, oh, nonsense. Ridiculous nonsense. Okay. Well, that, like I said, that was the last coffee house. Thank you very much for listening. And I appreciate that you let me get this kind of stuff out. I appreciate it a lot. All right. So you can at me at John Shade Reads. You can follow my reading list on Goodreads, John Shade Reads. And I thank you very much. All right. Bye. Thank you.